0: Dashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh Or the fields we go laughing all the way Bells on bobtail ring making spirits bright What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight. And merry christmas oh. Happy holidays. Jingle bells, jingle it's Impolite Company's Wind Down Friday. I'm your host, Yale Hollander. We've got permanent co host, Annalisa Coker, in the studio today.
1: Good morning.
0: We've got special guest, Angela Smith, Good in the morning. studio. Good morning to you, Angela. We've got the Magic Man. Peyton behind the glass on the board doing his thing and none of us get to do our thing without our great sponsors. The Fortune Teller Bar at 2655 Cherokee down in the heart of the Cherokee Arts and Business District. They've got an in-house bidder's lab. Get yourself a a craft cocktail. Not saying necessarily that you have to have a a bitters forward drink. Um, order whatever you want. We're just trying to let you know that if you are looking for high quality bitters in your beverage, they've got them in abundance, made on site. None of this, none of this stuff trucked in from a laboratory in New Mexico. No, no. They have an in-house bitters lab. They also have an in-house sausage production facility, shall we call it? It's called <laughs> The Cut. It's called The Cut. You can get all kinds of, of fresh tubular meats. I'm not touching that one with a 10-foot pole. You can get sausages from The Cut at the Fortune Teller Bar. They don't have a menu online because that's how fresh the stuff is. They're working with whatever is best on that particular day. So get down there. It's kind of like playing sausage roulette. I mean, except everybody wins if you like sausage at the Fortune Teller Bar. Get your palm read. There's almost always a palm reader on hand. Sometimes tea leaves. They'll, They'll read tea leaves for you. Then, you know, maybe they can work those tea leaves into a bitters forward cocktail afterwards i don't know how it works i don't drink tea all i'm saying is that you owe the fortune teller bar the courtesy of your and the pleasure of your presence 2655 cherokee we are also sponsored of course by taco circus taco circus fun don't come on tuesdays because they're closed They do have new hours. New-ish hours, I should say, since I've been reading this promo for about three weeks now. They are open Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 8 a.m. until 3 p.m. Friday and Saturday. Each day, you've got 12 hours of tacos coming at you. 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tuesday, they're closed. I've already said that. On Tuesdays, you go and get taco-inspired food at the Crow's Nest, seventy-three thirty-six Manchester. They are open seven days a week. Not to say that they're any better than anybody else. I'm just saying you have seven days' worth of access to the Crow's Nest, where you can also get a fine cocktail. You can get fresh, delicious food at the Crow's Nest. You can hang out there late at night on a Wednesday, and see wild card comedy hosted by Chris Sear and J.C. Sabala and sometimes Quentin Wilbert and sometimes somebody else that J.C. or Chris decides to to pick out of the the, uh, group of comics attending because they don't want to do it that night. It happens. Everybody's entitled to a night off. And it gives other comics an opportunity to to host and to lead their fellow comics through the circle of death where you draw a card and that card corresponds to a certain prank or a certain stunt or a certain affectation that will modify the way that they are delivering their comedic bits. So we thank our sponsors And we want you to thank our sponsors by patronizing them. Be generous. Be good citizens. Be polite to your server. Tip generously. Tidy up a little bit after yourselves. Don't leave a mess for the server. Just be a good person. Because even though we are impolite company, we are, in fact, decent human beings. So represent the brand. Proudly represent the brand responsibly. This would also be a good time to remind you that we have a cause on Impolite Companies Wind Down Friday, and that is hashtag MLS for the Lou. We want soccer. We want Major League Soccer in St. Louis. MLS for the Lou. Shout out to them. Go on their website. You can order a scarf now. They're really cool looking. Uh, they don't sponsor us. I'm I'm doing this out of the the goodness of my heart and uh, the selfish desire to have soccer in St. Louis.
1: But I'm with you, Yale. I want I want soccer in St. Louis. I want it.
0: I'm 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 glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. Angela, you have a position on this?
2: Not really, but I think I'm just gonna say I don't want it since oh. you two want it. We've
1: got a contrarian.
0: It's okay. I
2: mean, you outvote me two to one. So put down your pitchforks, listeners.
0: <laughs> well, I'm the, there, may be some, there may be some listeners on your side. Again, big tent here, you know, big oh, open tent. We, we want all viewpoints uh, represented except those to which I viscerally disagree. And quite honestly, um, I think MLS soccer would be great for St. Louis. But, you know, if it doesn't happen, uh, it doesn't happen. That's the way things go. So uh, no pitchforks, no pitchforks uh, for me, not even uh, a, a plastic rake.
2: Here's the thing about soccer, I don't. Sorry,
1: you got your voice got like much louder to me for some reason, and I thought you were behind me.
0: I get very. I'm em- so sorry. I get.
1: Ver- He's within your peripheral vision. We're both within your peripheral. I'm
0: sorry. I I, I, I guess I, I get very emotional about certain like a shape shifting
1: ghost. I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Who?
2: I had a fright. Keep going. I just the here's the thing about soccer. I'm I'm not good at it, and so no one else should enjoy it.
0: I, I I'm not good at it either. Um, See, you know, so you like, get like, it. Like, like 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 many things, um, I just like watching people better than me do things. Mm. Speaking of which, it's the Flyover Comedy <laughs> Festival.
2: <laughs> Great segue, Yale.
0: Yeah, well. Um, Technically, I am a part of the festival this year. I am hosting one hour of the open mic Saturday night from 6 to 7 p.m. at Handlebar in the Grove. Um, But besides that, um, yes, the Flyover Comedy Festival, it's here again. It's back for its second year. Uh, Last year was a tremendous success. This year seems to be getting off to similar success Uh, I went last night to the uh, Best of the Loose Showcase, sponsored by our friends at We Are Live, who you will be hearing for uh, the three hours following this show. Uh, And one of the performers, as a matter of fact, the first post-host performer last night was Angela Smith. Woo! Angela Smith. Who uh, got things kicked off by looking at her set list and realizing it was her grocery list?
2: It was not. A, it was a receipt uh, for tater tots and Chardonnay, Chardonnay. Yes, beautiful. Which is also the title of my autobiography. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs>
0: Uh, are those generally consumed together? Um, this they're wasn't... consumed
2: whenever I say they are.
0: Okay, so that this, this isn't like these aren't like two components of a recipe or anything like that. Uh, they're are a that. recipe
2: for what my life looks like right now. <laughs> That's about where I'm at.
0: Tater tots and Chardonnay. That that would make a for a for a good uh, autobiography. I was just making sure that you weren't doing some sort of. Uh, Tater tot flambe or anything like that.
2: No, but if it makes it worse, I was eating them in Chesterfield. So Oh. I was really on board and then I heard that and now I'm sad. Actually, Chesterfield's fine. Uh but this is just uh I've been doing intermittent fasting because uh I, someone I read about it in a blog that had no scientific backing. And it was like you can eat one meal if you only eat one meal a day you can have Whatever, you don't have to count calories. And I said, that sounds pretty easy to me. Tater tots, chardonnay, lock it down.
0: Okay, so so I'm assuming, n- now I'm confused. Okay, so you had tater tots and chardonnay on the same receipt.
2: Yes, that was my dinner. What? It- okay. I was I'm at just- a restaurant.
0: Oh, okay, so you were at a restaurant. Yeah, okay. and if we're
2: going to be honest about it, they were loaded tots. Oh, whoa. Okay. The tats okay. had assorted
1: tappings of different caloric amounts. This is all game-changing information because I thought you had gone to, like, the Deerberg and just bought <laughs> –
0: That was, that was guys, my thought that you were eating frozen tater tots. Yeah. I
1: don't
2: know if you heard Yale. I'm on the Flyover Comedy Festival. I don't make my own tater tots. <laughs> <laughs> I pay people to make tater tots for
0: me. Okay.
1: My bad. That's, I'm so sorry, Angela.
0: No, that's that's exactly where I, as I sit here and point uh, at Annalisa, which none of you can see unless you're watching online. And I'm not sure that camera has worked since like July. Uh, but in any event, no, I was on the same page with Annalisa. I was trying to figure out where you could go uh, and have prepared tater tots <laughs> and Chardonnay. So many places. Um, because, you know. They don't sponsor us, um, but Sonic, I know, serves tater tots, but they don't have a liquor license. They
2: don't, but my Mazda does.
0: Your Mazda has a liquor license? So as
2: long as you're (laughs) always toting a You know, it's not an open container if you are not in motion. Well, it's not an open
0: container unless you have a sunroof, I suppose. Something
1: like that, yeah. Then it would be an
0: open container.
1: Yeah. You said you were in Chesterfield, so my mind went like, oh my gosh, she's having a terrible day. Like, she had to eat. Deerberg's Tater Tots at her parents' basement in
2: Chesterfield. Oh, my parents don't make enough money to live in Chesterfield. Get out of here. <laughs> ah. there's, there's... Never mind. My mom calls them rich people.
0: <laughs> there is a trailer park in, in Chesterfield. There's a
2: trailer park in Ladue.
0: There's a trailer park in Frontenac.
2: Oh, I like that. Ooh.
0: Yes, it's uh, uh, just south of uh, the... Uh, it's southwest of the intersection of... 64 and Spady.
1: Hmm. I want to live there. I want to live in a trailer park in Ladue because something about the clashing of those worlds sounds magical to
2: me. Well, that and like city council would just hate you for existing because I'm pretty sure they've been trying to rezone that for since the dawn of time. I
0: would imagine so. I mean, you know, they uh, they got rid of the synagogue there, so the trailer park's got to be next. <laughs> okay.
2: Is the synagogue now a Starbucks? Because the trailer park should be an additional Starbucks to be... No I guess. A Lululemon uh, outlet. Oh, well, they would never allow an outlet. Sorry.
0: Yeah, no, uh the uh the uh no the synagogue is nothing right now. I think it's still a a, a vacant lot.
1: Hmm. or a, a vacant. <laughs> they showed <building>. you Yeah, <laughs> they
0: sure that wasn't wasn't my synagogue. Hmm. my synagogue acquired it though anyway Ooh, and, mergers
2: and acquisitions yes. in the synagogue space now there's something i never thought about
0: yeah you know where are they going to find a lawyer to do that stuff in the <laughs> <a> synagogue right
2: <laughs> i love sitting here dogging on chesterfield and so like i'm not there every single week in the valley eating at their chain restaurants you know it was not a sponsor but the tater tots and chardonnay came from bar louis ah, okay just to let you know All right. before i went to see Bohemian Rhapsody at their Ooh, Megaplex At the Theater. Megaplex
0: 14, the, yep. the fortress,
2: yes. Pave Paradise, put up a Chesterfield 14, Sine.
0: Yes, and it's a discount cinema too, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Oh, there's no discounts in Chesterfield, you guys. Oh, sure there, there's two no. outlet
0: malls in Chesterfield. There's a, they're they're no, not
2: particularly what, discounted. There's a
0: Walmart in Chesterfield.
2: Whoa. So. I don't know how they snuck that in. Must have been a huge tax incentive.
0: Um, Or a resident of Chesterfield um, owns the land and wanted to put something very profitable on it.
2: Hmm. I don't know. That doesn't sound like a good business move.
0: It's working. That's all I can say.
2: No, it's a regular theater over there. Uh, It's a Marcus Wehrenberg whatever, 18. But I did go – it was a mega screen. Yes. So many different amenities at these theaters now. Like, yeah. there's a bar, there's a restaurant, the seats are heated, and they scald you, and I don't know how there's not a lawsuit about that yet. Uh, there's going to be some class. I'm going to get do 75 they, cents in a settlement.
0: Do they show movies there, too?
2: You know, I didn't even check. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's where we're going now. So so uh, for, the, for those of you out there who are, who are in Chesterfield, um, just know that you can get uh, tater tots and, and chardonnay uh, in one sitting. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, Annalisa, this- oh. Annalisa, you seem you seemed to be somewhat mystified by the concept of loaded tater tots. Is this something to which you are not familiar?
1: No, that's just such a luxury, like loading your tots. You know, I just can't even wait to put other stuff on the Tots.
0: Okay, well, um, there there is another establishment I know of that that does serve the the loaded Tots. I will, again, uh, since they are kind of a competitor to our paying sponsors, uh, I will not uh, disclose the name of that establishment. However, uh, you can certainly get the identity of that restaurant from our mutual friend, Tina D. Ball, because she works there. That's all I'll say about mm. that, um, you know, possibly named for a uh, former baseball stadium at the intersection of Grand and Dodier. Um, that's all I'll say about that.
2: That's a pretty, I don't know, that's a windy riddle just to get to some loaded tots. Yeah, or you could, or just, you could just go to the make your own if you're a peasant, or you could go to the place I mentioned, but don't, t- no, do tip, don't. Pay for your bill. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That'd or be...
0: or you could go to the crow's nest and get pork poutine, which is basically yeah. tater tots. They, they got waffle shape. fries. Waffle fries, yes. Uh, but they're loaded.
2: Yeah, that'd be fine too. Any delicious. sort of potato uh, with various upsellings, I think.
0: Or you could, you could probably take a bag of your own tater tots to Taco Circus for a reasonable fee. They will put all kinds of cool stuff on them.
1: See, to me, I feel like loaded almost just – it always – doesn't it just mean bacon? No. Bacon, sour cream, cheese, cheese, green hit, onions. Yeah,
2: sometimes there's sour cream. Sometimes there's uh, like a cup of ranch to the side, which Ooh. just should be all foods. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I agree yeah. with that. And uh, if you have enough Chardonnay, you don't have to put anything on them to still have loaded tater tots. Mm.
1: Yeah, yep. How did we not reach that joke right away? Crazy.
0: It's called a buildup.
2: I had build one and up. a half glasses of Chardonnay last week and I woke up. I felt like I had been out partying all night.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, those, those, uh, white wines, those kind of higher sugar content wines will, uh, will do a double whammy. That's you what
2: know. it was. It was the sugar content. Yeah. You're right.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: not the massive amount of alcohol. No. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So talking about flyover last night, like I said, uh, we were both at the uh, the early show, the kind of uh, kickoff performance, best of the Lou. Uh, I thought uh, I thought it was uh, overall a, a, a great great show. Um, I, everybody uh, was on the top of their game. We had uh, Kenny Kines was the host. Angela, you were on uh, Nathan Orton, uh, Willie Lynch Jr., Libby Higgins. Uh, uh andrew frank and jeremy essig um just great it's you know we've all you know we have all seen these 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 comics or been these comics in your case um and hear the jokes but there's just something about witnessing people hearing these jokes for the first time and their reactions that that just gets you back into it because I mean I was I, I was in constant hysterics last night. And, you know, again, I knew what was coming, and I was still enjoying it because I was I was feeding off of the crowd energy. Um, some of the audience members were a little perhaps too enthusiastic um, about the event last night. I had a row of guys sitting um, two rows behind me. And I was sitting in the very front because I was uh, taking pictures for the St. Louis Independent Comedy uh, Social Media Empire uh, last night. Um, But, uh, yeah, there were a couple of guys that by the time Jeremy Essig got on stage, uh, they had decided to kind of be the um, positive Statler Mm -hmm. and Waldorf, so to speak, which I I find to be the worst Kind of of heckler,
2: yeah, like a happy heckler, like a positive heckler that's like, you're doing a really good job. Yeah, got, nice joke, great punchline. Yeah, like, it's, hmm, it's it's
0: it's it's the not worst a, type of person. It's not a dialogue, and people sitting around them, you know, kept trying to shush them, and they were just completely oblivious to it. I mean, it's not like they were being confrontational with them or anything like that. They were just doing their thing. They just ignored the the shushing efforts. Um, And they also ignored several overt efforts on Jeremy's part to try and disengage them.
2: Yeah, because Jeremy's good about dealing with hecklers of any sort. Yeah. He'll just kind of dress you down right there.
0: But a a, a positive heckler is is just the worst kind of heckler because you can't take them down. I mean, you can't sit there, you know, stand there and, and, you know, insult them because they like you. And you want them to continue liking you and not further disrupting your show. But at the same time, you got to find that off switch. So for, for those of you listening who um, do not fancy yourselves as, as veterans of attending comedy shows, uh, let me tell you a, a little thing about comedy festivals in particular. Um, you're going to see these performers um, after the show. They'll be hanging out in the venues, or they'll be at other festival venues. You're going to see them all weekend. That's the point in time to offer any feedback that you might have beyond laughter and applause. So uh, don't feel like you have a limited opportunity to engage with the comic uh, and take advantage of uh, their stage time. In yeah, doing. It's
1: not a town hall. You know?
0: It is, it is, is not the, a town hall.
1: I'm not even sure what the origin of heckling is. Because, like... You certainly are not going to heckle an improviser. You're not going to heckle a a sketch person or musicians. You don't heckle, like, you don't go to, like, The Fox and heckle, you know, a musical. Why do people heckle stand-up comics? I don't get it. Do you guys like that at any point? No.
0: No. No. (laughs) No,
1: we (laughs) don't. don't. So where does it come from? Why? I
2: think it's the one-to-one nature of stand-up. It's more of like a – it feels like a dialogue. And there are rhetorical questions, mm. sometimes not as rhetorical, where it's like, hey, is anybody afraid of ghosts? You know, it's like, you can tell me by applause. You don't have to be like, actually, my grandmother still haunts my bedroom <laughs> at night. Right.
0: <laughs> and, uh, and Sarah Pearl, comedian Sarah Pearl, local comedian Sarah Pearl, um, actually um, does a really good job at the beginning of, of her sets, especially when she's hosting, of kind of doing a little interactive exercise in you know how to behave at a comedy show and how to how to respond via applause. Uh, and then of course that's what she uses to, to start working into her bits. But uh, uh, not not you know not every comic does that and and honestly that gets a little tedious after a while. You know, nobody wants to go to be entertained but first receive you know instructions from the flight attendant. As to the uh, appropriate protocols for laughing during a water landing, or you know whatever it <laughs> happens to be so no, so it was uh, it was a very good, very strong opening to the festival um, in the second half of the show, I'll be going through the schedule for tonight and for tomorrow uh, with all of your different options of which there are many um, after uh, after that there were some some later shows um, I uh, I'm just too old to do that and then get up at 4.30 in the morning and drive 15 miles into the city to do a radio show. So I missed uh, the, the uh, later offerings, but uh, Angela, you, you did. You I went stuck to, around for a while, yeah. You went to uh, the improv shop, which was kind of uh, uh, the focal point for the remainder of the evening last night. And uh, they are running two stages all during the weekend. Um, And we'll get to that in the rundown. But uh, you saw Shane Torres.
2: I saw Shane Torres, yeah. I was really looking forward to him coming back to town. I I caught him the last time he was at Helium. He was there as a feature. uh, And he's just hysterical. His delivery is so good. And I love him. So, yeah, I went to watch him. And uh, Rafe Rafe Williams featured for him and Emily Hickner hosted. And they both did awesome. And it was a good show.
0: That is, uh, that, is a, that is a good combination. That's, uh, that's a, a, a nice blend, of course. Uh, uh, you hear Rafe Williams as the voice uh, of St. Louis Live, uh, the uh, hourly intros, um, so you recognize him. Um, and then Emily Hickner, of course, uh, is all around town. As a matter of fact, uh, she will be the headlining performer next Friday night at Coffee Break at Foam the grand finale of uh, the Coffee Break comedy series at Foam before it moves to the monocle in January, where our headliner will be, uh,
2: oh, gosh. Well, this is embarrassing.
0: Angela Smith! So uh, as January uh, gets closer, as it does, because that's the way time works, um, we'll we'll get more into that, but that's uh, that's some very exciting news Um me for the show for St. Louis comedy it's gonna be it's gonna be a good deal but we are getting close to the to the bottom of the hour we're gonna to listen to a little Tony Bennett uh, doing some Christmas music and then we are gonna chat with Angela on the second half of the hour because she is the Christmas aficionado back in a few
1: Christmas time is here happiness and cheer, fun for
0: all that children call their favorite Friday takes no holiday for Christmas. He's got a Christmas album. It's called Santa's Got a Brand New Bag. We'll be hearing selected cuts from that between now and the actual occurrence of Christmas. So happy James Brown Friday to everybody. It's Impolite Company's Wind Down Friday on WGNU 9, 20 a.m. and... Everywhere else on the internet, I'm your host, Yale Hollander. We've got Annalicia Coker in the studio, as per usual, and very special guest, Angela Smith, and we're here to talk about the holiday season, because as as much as people get on my case for flipping the switch on November the 1st and going into full bore Christmas mode, uh, we've got somebody here who basically puts her entire life on hold in the month of December. That's true. And that's Angela Smith. Annalicia, you came up w- uh, with a term much better than anything I came up with. What are we calling her?
1: Uh, she's an a Cristianado.
0: A christianado. So there you have it right there. She has another title that that Angela Smith does. <laughs> so... One particular facet of your um, state of being enamored by the holiday season um, is a little television phenomenon. Why don't you uh, share with your adoring radio audience exactly what you jump into during this most festive time of year?
2: Well, yeah, like I can only assume you're referring to the Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas, which starts promptly every year right around October 27th. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so it jumps the Halloween gun. Wow! Yeah,
2: it really does. Uh, it did, Christmas at Pemberley Manor debuted Ooh. this Saturday before Halloween, and I, th- I, it was to
1: great restraint. Time out. This is a this is a Jane Austen.
2: Christmas. Oh, is, is that a Jane Austen
1: reference? Pemberley is the name of uh, the house that Mister Darcy lives in.
2: The, okay, so the handsome leads name was Mister Darcy. Ah, but I don't read books. I only watch the Hallmark channel ah. so I could not draw those parallels. Um yeah, so Christmas at Pemberley Manor though set present day. Ooh. It is about a handsome billionaire
1: mm.
2: who has inherits this beautiful mansion and this event planner who also happens to be devastatingly attractive. Is her
1: name Elizabeth?
2: Oh, let me check. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention to okay. her if you know what I mean. Yeah, like. Well, you know. Uh
0: well, while Angela checks that, this would be a good time to say that, you know, while we're talking about Jane Austen, you can get Austen-style Tex-Mex at Taco <laughs> Circus.
2: Wow. that Incredible. Was, you can't. I mean, Taco Circus, incredible.
0: Corner of Schiller and Morgan Ford. Neighborhood.
2: <laughs> but this just devastatingly attractive event planner comes to town, and she's like, we need to use your mansion, Mr. Billionaire. To have the town Christmas pageant and festivities and the Christmas tree lighting and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no. And she's like, but I'm cute. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and so they grow. I won't spoil it for you, but uh, yeah, her name is Elizabeth Bennett.
1: Yeah. That's the name of the character in Pride and Prejudice.
2: You gotta be kidding me. There is mean- no way Jane Austen was like, her estate signed off on this. This is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Did in Pride and Prejudice was there like a real shrew of a lady boss who wanted to take the credit for Elizabeth Bennet's hard work in the event planning space? That's actually the whole book, yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know I'd read more if I knew that they were more like Hallmark movies. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that was the first one.
0: Books, the original Hallmark movie.
2: But that's just one of, I think it's 32 Ooh. new Hallmark original Christmas movies that are coming out across not only the Hallmark channel, but their second channel, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, my. For the more, like, whimsical, lighthearted love stories, it's the Hallmark channel for drama. It's Hallmark Movies and Mysteries.
0: Christmas trees. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas trees. Almost sounds like Christmas trees.
1: Oh, man. Wow. There's,
0: there's something there. That's, that's Illuminati-level stuff.
1: How many Christmas trees do you have?
2: Oh, only the one. Oh. I, um, every year I grapple. Am I going to put up my artificial tree and a real tree? But last year, I made the jump and got a real tree from this lot on Watson Road, um, and it was the most perfect, fat, soft little Christmas tree, and it smelled so good, and I waited until, I think we got it the weekend after Thanksgiving, uh, yeah, and kept that sucker up through, like, I don't know, January 5th or whatever Catholic feast there is, Uh that Google is like, now you can take down your Christmas tree and you don't look crazy mm. <laughs> if you are leaving it up still. Um, but, no, I do have – I have multiple Christmas trees. I just – I don't put them all up. But I do decorate, like, crazy. Like, it's like Santa's workshop inside my house, which is amazing because I have no children and no real family to speak of. Um, so no one comes over. It's really for me.
0: It is. It is. It's – It's. I mean, I, I put up uh... – I put up some Christmas lights in my office. I mean, they go up every year, November the 1st, hmm. you know, and uh I nobody comes in my office. Nobody wants to see me. <laughs> uh it's just me and my lights. And uh yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very personal. It can be a very personal holiday. I mean, yes it is, you know, the time of good cheer and community and gift-giving and good cheer and eggnog <laughs> and stuff like that, but you know, it's 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 also about your yourself.
2: Absolutely. Self-care. Christmas is certainly about me.
0: <laughs> it is. It's the reason for the season.
2: Me is the reason for the season. Yeah. No, uh, I think putting Christmas lights up on November 1st, we call that the Branson approach. Because Branson, oh. sorry, Yale, Yale Branson Hollander. We
0: just talked about this last week about That's my oh. disdain for Branson.
2: Oh, really? Oh Yeah, we
0: were talking about Andy Williams, and then, of course, when you talk about Andy Williams, it immediately moves to Branson.
2: Yeah, and may he rest in peace yes. until I get there. Um, Andy Williams. Uh, now, Branson, they go full-on Christmas November 1st, so you all the shows turn over to Christmas shows. Took my dad to Branson last Christmas season because I was like, that's a fun family vacay, and we can go to the George Strait tribute show. Oh. Which is in a diner. On the Strip, and it was like the George Strait holiday tribute show. And George I'm
0: like, Strait is still alive.
2: It's, I didn't say it was a memorial show. <laughs> we didn't go to his wake, but he would be rolling in his grave if he'd seen that show. I, I will say that I
0: would. I would imagine so. George Strait is a tremendous showman. I've actually seen him live three times.
2: I love him. Yeah. I love old country, and like I like, I like a lot of music, but I mean, I grew up on that because my family's from. Alabama, um, so I th- that was like Branson, it was the perfect little holiday getaway because it was like Silver Dollar City had this beautiful light parade and sarsaparilla, uh, you get a candy cane in your sarsaparilla after November 1st, and I'm kidding, um, it's the only joke I'll make this entire show. Oh, come on. Man. I know, no, but I love, absolutely love the holidays and uh, watched, I don't know, like six Hallmark movies in a row the other night because uh, it was Friday and that's what you do on Friday nights.
0: Well, of course, of course. Yeah, uh, you have uh, go-to rituals with respect to to your holiday uh, movie consumption. I mean, special food and beverage. I and keep a
2: spreadsheet. This is not a joke. I have a Google document where I've outlined all holiday activities that I plan to do. I rate them. I give them a number of Christmas trees uh, oh. for how good I think they are. Uh, I have all the light displays listed, all the movies that I need to watch or want to watch. Anything like Rudolph's Coming to the Fox, like Ooh. all those kind of want, like the Miracle Christmas bar or whatever, like any holiday activity. Oh, where the best houses are to go see Christmas lights, like the amateur lights. Uh Okay. Yeah.
0: Any recommendations there?
2: Dan's Emerald Forest in Overland is incredible. Okay. Uh oh my gosh. He oh, just Google Dan's Emerald Forest and wait for it. It's so good. There's Candy Cane Lane, of course, mm-hmm. over by Ted Drew's. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a good play is to go to Candy Cane Lane, go to Ted Drew's afterwards. Um, I do not recommend getting your Christmas tree from there. I think they mark them up. Um, yeah. Oh, Teddy Bear Christmas Land. Annalisa, this seems right up your alley. No, I'm not a familiar. Yeah. Tell teddy, me everything. Uh, teddy Bear Christmas Land is over near the Afton uh, Gravoy area. Yeah. And it is exactly what it sounds like. It is a home with like a million
1: teddy bears I'm outside. I'm in. So. I'm so into this.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so those are some of my top picks for Ooh. light displays around St. Louis. When you see Candy Cane Lane, I don't, you know, um, do you know where Mom's Deli is on Jameson? Yeah. What's that? There's like a random house Oh, there? yeah. That random house
2: is awesome. They do a Halloween. Them.
0: Random House is a publisher.
1: Yes, well, this <laughs> random house,
2: though, they have every – you know, like all the lawn statues that have – like like the Nutcracker and the Drummer Boy oh, and sure. the Nativity, like all the illuminated th- – they have them all. In one Come little on. front All your yard. friends are there in one little front yard, and it's fenced in. Mm-hmm. It's oh, magic.
0: Yes, I'm I, i I'm getting the visual um, of that because uh, well, I grew up in, in Jefferson City. And,
2: I've been to say Jefferson County. I'm like, me too, and the same. lights were – Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, in, Je- in Jefferson City round. there. Well, in Jefferson City, they actually have uh, a street that they call Christmas Card Lane because mm. everybody puts up these gigantic wooden Christmas cards in their, in their front yard, and you can drive through and all that. But there are some um, houses in one of the older parts of town um, that do have the fenced-in front yards, and there are a few of them that, yeah, they cram every single uh, – illuminated plastic, uh, Christmas figure, you know, in, into those. And it's just like, Oh my, it's like, it's almost like they're penned in and are trying to get out.
2: <laughs> I love Christmas. Like I, and I like, I appreciate even if it's not the most buttoned up symmetrical display, like I appreciate any effort people put into decorating for the holidays and like piling on to that joy like I used to drive around and I would identify like my favorite ten houses and I just had thank you cards written and ready to go like oh and my so gosh. I would put thank you cards in their mailboxes and stuff for like telling them how much I appreciated their light displays. You are That's a the you are a thing. professional. I mean, I, this
0: is this is going beyond just really, a, really a casual a, a casual enjoyment of the holiday. I mean, this is this is big business for you. I'm,
2: it's a big time of year for me. I'm it's I'm already exhausted. I am already exhausted looking at the spreadsheet. So so, what does actual
1: Christmas look like for you? Can't
2: stand it. What? Cannot <laughs> stand Christmas Day. This is yeah. This is the plot twist, you guys. I think like I build up Christmas so much it could never live up to my Hallmark holiday expectation. Mm-hmm. This has been for my entire life. I love Christmas Eve. My dad throws an amazing Christmas Eve. He make he's my stepmom Deb makes. She's got the most beautiful Christmas tree, and and she spends like two solid days decorating it. It's like Christmas tree goals. And they put out this massive spread of food for, like, 30 people, but there's five of us. Mm-hmm. So Christmas Eve is always the party, and Christmas Day is, like, the post-party depression. Yep. Where it's, like, it's all going to be over soon. Like, yep. countdown to Christmas being over. And, I don't know, like, you're bouncing between relatives' houses, and it's, like, eh. For me, like, Christmas Day is actually not the main event, so.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, at that point, it's like, okay, we've reached the end point. It's over. You know, all of that run-up and everything, it's, it's done. And then I just – you know, by December 27th, everything is put away. Everything – I – just because I don't want to be reminded that it's over. Yes. Um, yeah, it's 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 one of those paradoxes that you spend all this time, and the run-up, the run-up, the run-up, the run-up, and then when it gets there, it's like, oh, God, it's done.
2: That's why I don't like when people are like, you put your Christmas tree up so early, or can we at least have Thanksgiving as if we have, like our brains operate in a silo yeah, and we can't. They're not like,
0: mutually exclusive.
2: Like, a, it's called the holidays because right. there are many holidays that fall between. But, like, it's not about, to me, I know that to every To everyone that celebrates Christmas for the quote-unquote right reasons, it's about Christmas Day because that's the Lord's birthday or whatever. Um, But, like, if if I'm like Jesus, I didn't want to get older after 33 either. Like, so I don't want to (laughs) keep celebrating my birthday. It's about the whole time leading up to it from now up until Christmas Day and New Year or whatever to enjoy all of these cool activities and being with your friends and whatever it is, like all the charitable efforts that are going on, like it's not a day, it's a season, it's a, it's a series of events, so get off my back if I want to put up my Christmas tree this weekend.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, I'm, I'm completely on board with you. Curmudgeon one sleep. thing I, one thing I wanted to double back on, getting back to the, the Hallmark thing, is mm. that. Uh, you actually had a brush with greatness I don't know, <gasps> if it was last year or the oh. year before Ooh. Yes. with respect to this. And you got a very lovely surprise as a result. You must share this heartwarming holiday tale with us.
2: Oh, I don't know. I have two Hallmark stories. So I have met two of the top brass in my day. <laughs> a couple of years ago, um, I was in New York at the Mandarin Oriental, which is the coolest sentence I'll ever say. And it makes me Ooh. sound very wealthy. I was not. I was there for a work event. And uh, the man of honor being recognized at this event for the North Shore Animal League was none other than the CEO of the Crown Media Group who manages the Hallmark Channel, Mr. Hallmark Channel himself, Bill Abbott. Whoa. So I did get to meet him. I have a picture with him. I let him know how much I appreciate everything he's done for my life and the lives of so many. And then last year, I don't know if this is the one you're referring to, Yale, when I was in Portland, maybe, and I was on a wine tour alone. Yes. It might be mm-hmm. neither of these. So <laughs> uh, I, was, uh, I was in Portland uh, getting a new tattoo, and I decided to stay an extra day, and I wanted to tour the Willamette Valley, um, but I had no family or friends with me. So I said, you know what? I'll go on a wine tour. And I ended up booking a solo spot on a group tour, and it was all couples and me, and I ended up having a great time because it was, like, this young group of friends, and one of them works in marketing for the Hallmark Channel. Mm-hmm. And was, yes. like uh, – and I said, oh, well, this is fate. Like, here we are in late October, like, hey, who gave you the day off? Because I know Countdown to Christmas is starting, like, yesterday. Um, but she agreed to send me Hallmark DVDs. That
0: was the story.
1: She did. Oh.
0: Yes. That, that was the story that I was getting at. Yeah. You – you met uh, you met one of the people that was uh, heavily involved in the production of those things, and they sent you a treasure trove.
2: She's so casual about. it. She's like, oh, I got a bunch of them just sitting in my office. So I was like, Oh, must be nice to be flush with Hallmark holiday countdown to Christmas DVDs.
0: Yep, and and so easily expendable as I well. Know. I mean, yeah, it's... like it was
2: nothing to her. but yep. it made my season.
0: About. See, it's the little things. It's the little things. But, no, that was that that was uh, the the cool story that I wanted you to share with, with everybody. So
2: many cool stories. I keep running into all the top brass at Hallmark, and I know that someday I will work for them.
0: Well, but, it's not as if they aren't, you know, four hours by car to the west of us. And <laughs> a great them.
2: tour they have there, too. I'm going to be in Kansas City this weekend for a comedy show, and I, I'm going to stop in and, and just look at Hallmark, you know, and just pay my respects. Wait, Hallmark is in Kansas City? Hallmark
0: is based in Kansas City, yes.
2: Yeah. What? Yep.
0: Crown Center.
2: Yeah. They have like 9,000. They literally have 9,000 designers. I thought they were lying because. No, no. But they do.
0: Yes. And yes, and they they own their own department store there, Halls.
2: Yeah. Oh, Halls is cool. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Halls. Supposedly, they have a wonderful ladies' room.
2: Oh, I didn't go in the ladies' room. Oh, yeah.
0: You've got it. when you go to Halls Crown Center, you have to go to the ladies' room. It's apparently. Quite the uh, quite the thing.
2: I actually need everyone's dog friendly suggestions for Kansas City because Indy Indiana Bones, my Australian Shepherd, uh, she's making the trip with me. Ah. And she's thirteen, so um, I'm going to hopefully teach her to drive a little bit on the way, yeah. so that I don't have to do. That the whole would be thing. good. Yeah. yeah, that
0: that stretch uh, between Odessa and Independence should be pretty good. Yeah, that's uh, a that's a pretty straight shot, so she should be okay there. Once you get west of Boonville, you're all right. Um, speaking of your Two two of your favorite things, holidays and, and comedy. Uh, you are, I believe, uh, hosting and kind of uh, super organizing the annual St. Louis Independent Comedy Holiday Spectacular. Um, share with us some of the details on that.
2: Yeah, so the Independent Comedy Holiday Spectacular, it's the second year we're doing it. It's kind of a review of... I don't know. uh, Last year we invited anybody who ran a comedy show to be part of it. This year I think it's a little more open, um, but basically just putting a holiday spin on either stand-up, sketch, improv, whatever it is. It's Thursday, December 20th at The Heavy Anchor. Uh, Our very, very good friends over at The Heavy Anchor that let us experiment and do fun things all the time because they are champions of comedy uh, and they make mean holiday cocktails. So uh, that's going to be super fun. I'm hosting it, and I'm starting to curate the lineup for it with Chris Sear. Now we've got some ideas in the hopper. Um, not to spoil anything, but I believe I will be bursting out into song at some point. Yes. Oh, not, my. Not something I've really done on stage uh, since, I don't know, high school musicals. So uh, there will be that. I know Aaron Sawyer of Boondoggles already on board. Um, I'm sure we will recruit some other eager comics in the scene to be a part of the show. Now, oh, yeah. You did a Mrs. Closet History Schmistery once. I did. And I loved it. Thank you. I loved it. I forgot I was Mrs. Closet. Yes. That's yeah, right. That was At really solid. Bare Comedy's History Schmistery. That was really fun. It's a good show. But yeah, um, Thursday, December 20th, uh, save the date for the holiday show. It's just different. It's so much fun. And we just – everyone really leans into it, and it's, we have a good time. And we always pick – a charity for things to benefit. I think this year we are going to be helping out the United Way. Um, I adopted 200 neediest cases families this year because Aww. I just didn't think one was enough because uh, we blew it out of the water last year. My friends and family um, really stepped up to help get Christmas gifts for a family in need and, and fundraise for their utilities and their bills. Um, so this year I'm actually already starting the, the gift process for them. Um, and if you want to learn more about that, follow me on Twitter, at Angela Marie eighty five, I could use everyone out there's help with these families. Um,
0: Follow Angela and, and and help those folks out. Yeah. The, uh, this is also a good time while you're saving dates to save Friday, December the seventh at nine thirty p.m. Uh, this very show, Implite Companies, wind down Friday is going to be bringing you a comedy ha la spectacular. <laughs> Good that one. is going to be hosted by Sarah Pearl, who we mentioned earlier. Our headliner is going to be one Mister Christopher Seer, and I will be featuring in that. So uh, come out for that. Um, it's five bucks at the door, and uh, going to be a good time. Uh, have a chance to mix and mingle with fellow Impolite Company Wind Down Friday listeners. Uh, we may have a, we may have another special guest uh, who may be showing up uh, to do a little thing. Uh, you'll just have to uh, come and, and see that for yourself to find out who it is we're talking about. But want to go through real quick uh, kind of a uh, a capsule summary of what's going on with our local comics at the Flyover Comedy Festival this weekend. Um, lots of improv going on, of course, at the improv shop tonight. Local groups, 10 oh two. Uh, and Burnside are going to be performing uh, also something called Hark, an improvised musical. Oh, I
1: used to be in Hark. They're, there you go. They're quite fun.
0: Okay. Um, let's see. What else do we have on the local front? Well, uh, Tina Deball and Justin Luke will be the opening acts for uh, nationally touring comic Cameron Esposito. That's uh, at the Ready Room tonight at 8 o'clock. Uh, Bobby Jacox is going to be doing stand-up on the uh, Improv Shop side stage at 7 p.m. tonight. He's the headliner. There's a number of uh, touring comics that are going to be in that lineup as well, as well as local comics. Ben Johnson and your host for that will be Max Price. Uh, Let's see. John Venagoni is on the 9 o'clock stand-up showcase, uh, as is uh, our good friend Chris Sear. He's going to be hosting that Again, that's the side stage at the Improv Shop. Um, Tonight from 5.30 to 7.30 is uh, Open Mic at the Handlebar. Uh, Come out and see, I believe right now we've got 25 comics signed up for that, uh, doing four minutes each. Uh, It moves fast. It's a lot of fun. Uh, So come out for that. And then at the Monocle tonight, um, Andrew Frank, uh, Nathan Orton, And Angela Smith are in the lineup uh, for a stand-up show that starts uh, at 8 p.m. And that will also feature uh, former St. Louisan, J. Tyler Menz. He of the Eating It podcast. Uh, We actually tried to get him in the studio uh, with us this morning, but uh, he's not in town yet. But he'll be here tonight at 8 o'clock at the Monocle. And then uh, the 10 o'clock showcase tonight um, our good friend Brandon Judd is going to be hosting uh, a whole crew of uh, touring comics. Uh, headlining that is uh, J.C. Ciccoli. Uh She's very funny. Uh, come out for that. So that's kind of a, a, a rundown of what's going on tonight featuring local comics in the Flyover Comedy Festival. Uh, Tomorrow, again, Handlebar Open Mic from 5.30 to 7.30. Uh, I'm hosting an hour of that from 6 to 7. We're going to have some other great comics uh, that are going to be hosting that uh, and performing on that, so come out for that. Uh, Get you a drink. Uh, They've got food there, so maybe grab an early dinner uh, and uh, kick your evening off that way. Uh, Christopher Melton and Lindsay Shipley, our good friends over at the Catalog Podcast, are going to be doing a live recording on the side stage of the Improv Shop from 5 to 6.30. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Um, J.C. Sabala will be hosting a stand-up showcase at 7 o'clock on the side stage at the Improv Shop. Uh, we've got several local comics are going to be participating in the Adult Spelling Bee, with Raj Suresh that is on the side stage at the Improv Shop at 9 o'clock. I know Tina Dball is in that. Not sure who else uh, is in that lineup. Um, 8 o'clock on the main stage at the Improv Shop is touring comic Janelle James. Uh, Kenny Kynes is featuring for that. And uh, Chris Warnowski, uh, formerly of St. Louis, now of Cleveland, and one of the organizers of Flyover. He's going to be hosting that Over at the Monocle, uh, Ben Kronberg is going to be headlining that show that's going to be hosted by local comic Matt Wayman. Uh, There's a number of other comics on that bill as well, including local comic uh, Willie Lynch Jr. And then uh, the grand finale over at the Monocle uh, will be nationally touring comic Curtis Cook at 10 o'clock. Jake Beckman. Another great local comic is going to be hosting that show. So those are kind of the highlights of Flyover. You can go on Flyover's website uh, and get more information on exactly what else is going on. Uh, lots of stuff. Uh, Monday, do not forget, there are two open mics in town. One at the Improv Shop, one at the Comedy Shipwreck. Uh, those are both free shows. Wednesday night, of course, Wild Card Comedy over at the Crow's Nest, great sponsors of our show. Uh, also, our friend Max Price will be hosting the Best of St. Louis Comedy Showcase. That's at seven thirty, five dollars at the door, or free if you mention the name Max Price. Thursday night at the Heavy Anchor, Ella Fritz, is going to be opening for uh, Louisville Comic uh, Jake Reber, actually, Elle is going to be featuring for that show. Uh, Eric Brown is going to be hosting that. That's 5 bucks, 9 p.m. Thursday night. There's also, of course, free comedy at Southtown Pub uh, that is brought to you by We Are Live. And at 10 o'clock on Thursday night at the Improv Shop, it's Boob Gun
1: wow, 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 wow.
0: featuring Alicia Coker, and I will be in that lineup as well. That is going to do it. For Impolite Company's Wind Down Friday, I've been your host, Yale Hollander. For Annalisa and Angela, we all say, take it away, Chairman. I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list, checking it twice. You're going to find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming
1: to town.
2: He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Oh, you watch.
0: You're listening to WGNU St. Louis, operating on 920 AM and K295CQ on 106.9 FM.